Welcome to another edition of the Put Me Over Podcast, episode 59. Ten more, ten more till we get to that sweet number. I'm your host, Andrew Gomez, a.k.a. The Mez, joined today by my lovely, wonderful, beautiful co-host. To my left, we have the 10th wonder of the world, Dick Delicious himself, Richard Garcia. What is going on, everybody? Double or Nothing Weekend has officially started. That's right, boy. And also joining us, you know him, you love him. He's been on the show before. Give it up to our boy and yours, pro wrestling Noah Snyder. How's it going, everybody? It's great to have you back, man. Welcome back. Thank you. I appreciate that. I always appreciate coming on the show. I wanted to say uh, to your comment about your 10 episodes away from the magic number. Nice. Yes. (laughs) There we go. If we could just end at 69, that'd be great. Like, we went out on top, you know? There you go. Um, A lot going on this week, guys. As Dick alluded to, Double or Nothing is upon us. Coming up this weekend in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, Uh, we will be in the house. Noah, sorry, maybe you can watch. Are you watching on pay-per-view at least? Well, I'm going to be working at the time that it's going on, but I will catch it probably immediately afterwards. Yeah, it's going to be be fantastic. I hope I don't get spoiled. Don't Uh, tweet me spoilers, (laughs) please, if you're listening to this. It's going to happen. You know who else is going to be in Vegas? Our sponsor, LapelYeah.com. If you've ever been on, on the internet and you've seen a wrestling pin and you've been like, hey, how do I get one of those? I have the solution for you. You go to LapelYeah.com. You use our promo code PUTMEOVER in the checkout, and you're going to get 20% off your entire order. It's a great deal. They got pins. They got stickers. They got buttons. They have the coolest merch available. If you're, if you're a wrestling nerd, if you're a mark, if you're just someone that loves wrestling merchandise look no further go to lapelia.com and if you save. own a denim vest yeah if you if they're perfect for denim vests um, or if you have like a paperboy hat and you want to put some pins on that feel free check them out they have a lot of cool stuff also be sure to check out our web store putmeover.com for all of your per- put me over merchandise i'm gonna get through this guys um, we got some new stuff coming out we got iphone cases we have t-shirts tote bags, trucker hats, you name it, it's probably there. And if it's not, we'll make it for you. Um, So you can use our promo code FLACID and you'll get 15% off your entire order. So make sure to check out that if you're in the market for some put me over merchandise. (sighs) We're done with the plugs, guys. We made it. Um, We made it through the first part. Now let's get to the next part. Let's get into the news. Let's get into some Dick's Dirty News. Take it away, Dick. There is a lot of stuff that we should talk about, but um, first things first, I do want to mention that uh, today is May 23rd, and uh, do you guys know what this day is, unfortunately? Yes. It's the day that Owen Hart passed away. 20th anniversary. It's been 20 years since the death of Owen Hart, and pro wrestling has changed tremendously, not only business-wise, but also... um, from the from the Hart's family perspective as well, a lot has definitely changed. Twenty years ago, Owen Hart, um, rest in peace, man. Still, it still felt like it was yesterday. I, I remember watching that pay per view live. I remember watching yeah. Over the Edge live, and was like, "What the hell is going on? Like, what what's happening?" And then you, and then we get the news from Jim Ross, who um, I almost hate to say this was like his Walter Cronkite like moment, yeah. where he broke the news to everyone that he, he that Owen Hart had passed away. And it just struck a nerve, like what the uh, what the hell just happened? This is unreal. Definitely one of the most unreal moments 
in professional wrestling. 20 years ago, I don't want to harp on the negative. I don't want to harp on the incident. Um, if you guys have any good Owen Hart stories you want to share or any good Owen Hart matches, please feel free to share. Yeah, um, back in the day, we used to all go watch uh, pay-per-views. My, my buddy had a black box, so we would go watch pay-per-views at his house. You know, the pizza soda deal. And uh, I didn't know that it was really... I thought, you know, something happened, but I didn't think anything, you know, terrible was was actually happening. Jim Ross had the call, and uh, no one could believe it. We were, we were like, no, no, this isn't real. I, uh, I remember... I didn't watch the pay-per-view live, but I remember hearing about it at school the next day. Right. And it was just so shocking. And, I mean, I, I, mean, I remember watching a couple, like, some of his great matches... Um, after the fact, I I think we had a tape that had that match from WrestleMania 10 oh, on yeah. it, and I, you know it was such a huge deal and so shocking. I I remember being very very sad that next day. It was one of like, I, I mean I I almost don't want to say this. I don't want to be ranking wrestler deaths, but I've mentioned this before. I mean I'll I'll say it again. His death and Eddie's death were two, and and then also with um with uh, Randy Savage's death as well. Those were three deaths that really struck me the most as a wrestling fan because Owen Hart, Owen's death should not have happened. I mean, it shouldn't have happened at least that way. Um, he should not have been, I don't want to say forced to do um, the Blue Blazer gimmick to come come down from the rafters. Um, that, sh- that was completely pre- preventable. Um, yeah, like, I wish he would have just told Vince no, um, you know, in hindsight of everything. Um, but he needed a he needed a gimmick reboot he was kind of doing you know kind of nothing at the time um he was the uh they got away from i think the black heart thing i think they were going to turn him face and uh this was going to be his big like face turn uh against a match against the godfather i think for the year yeah he was he was definitely against the whole uh the, the tna aspect of the attitude era um he really wanted to keep it um cleanish and I don't know if it was as a rib um, from from Vince or I mean I I kind of thought it was a rib, but Owen, you know Owen doesn't really take things too serious. He he took the Blue Blazer gimmick and he ran with it, and um, and like you said, yeah, he he was floating in the middle of nowhere, especially after Montreal. Uh, he was he was gonna be a babyface, uh, and they positioned him as a as a pretty big babyface for a little bit. Then he lost some steam, and uh, he he turned heel and joined the Nation mm-hmm. as um, really. Like the black heart, and then after that, it just didn't work out. I mean, he was in a tag team with Jeff Jarrett, and it seemed like it was kind of picking up places. But it's also sti- Jeff Jarrett. It's also it's Jeff Jarrett at the same time. Him. Yeah, um, it was just it was just going nowhere. And so the Blue Blazer gimmick was supposed to be like kind of like a reboot for him, and unfortunately, we didn't see it play out all the way through. Yeah. So I mean, our R.I.P. to uh, Owen Hart. I mean. You know, just seeing, just knowing all the stuff that's also happened with the Hart family, like this is the last tragedy thing after tragedy. Yeah, this is the last thing they they needed. Um, and yeah, it's it's you know, Bret Hart um, had a post today and it kind of got me in the feels. Oh yeah, I mean that's his brother, man, and uh, it's nice to know that he has a picture of Owen hanging up in his house at all times. He is the only surviving member of the Hart Foundation. Yeah, that is that is tragic. And all these guys were so young. I mean, Owen was, I want to say he was 34 at the time of his death. I mean, I, I mean, he was definitely in his early 30s. Let's see, 65. Yeah, he just turned 34 when that happened. 
That is ins- wow. Yeah, that's a that's a it's a big bummer. We honor him. We still watch his matches. I want him to be in the Hall of Fame one day. Um, hopefully absolutely. that can all get worked out. He deserves it absolutely. H- his wife has to approve. Yeah, and that's unfortunately she's doing a disservice to the fans. Um, be it as it may, you know he 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 passed away on Vince's watch, and she probably harbors like a lot of ill feelings towards the company. But at the end of the day, the fans are going to remember Brett um, Owen Hart, you know, and. Uh, yeah, I think that'd be a great way for them to honor him. What else we got, Dick? Well, going from Owen Hart's death, um, recently with Ashton Massaro's death, we did get some news that um, it was reported that she did die of a suicide. So she um, she unfortunately did commit suicide. And um, there has been news that have been leaking out as far as um, there was an incident that happened back in, I believe, 2007. Yes, in 2007 when they, when they were doing their tour in, in, uh, in the Middle East. Um, she was apparently uh, assaulted back uh, backstage by military personnel. So I don't know if you guys heard about the story about drugged and raped. Drugged it's, and raped. Let's 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 not mince words here. She was drugged yeah. and raped. I read uh, alleged. No, alleged. I I read alleged. the uh, the affidavit, and uh, it's it's horrible. It's horrible that she had to go through that. It's horrible that uh, it was allowed to happen, and. Um, you know, and it, what's even worse is that the company, instead of having her back, was like, "Well, we're getting money from the military to uh, plug them, so let's not ruffle any feathers and just sweep this under the rug." And that that's super unfortunate. And and I mean, here here's really I, I I don't know if this is the worst part, but the other terrible aspect to this is she was also left um in uh in was it Saudi Arabia? Kuwait. Um, sorry, Kuwait. Kuwait. She was left in. Kuwait. Yes. Um. Fo- you know, following uh, following this by herself, and she, you know, she was she had sta- stated in the affidavit that she had like gotten stares and got basically gotten, I don't, I don't clocked as a as a white lady because of her blue eyes, um, and she felt unsafe and she was left by herself in Kuwait um to fly home and she you know she got out of there as quickly as she could, but it, the whole thing is just absolutely tragic. The whole story. Yeah, they they had a burqa that she had to wear while she was there, but she was getting ready to go home, so she gave it back to them, and then she found out she didn't have her plane ticket, and they couldn't get a hold of any of the reps or anything, and she didn't have anything to cover up, so, you know, she stood out a lot, and that's got to be terrifying, being by yourself. Like, how could they leave her, you know? That's so, that's so fucked up. It, it is. I mean, and this is during the time. I mean, if, if these statements were true, um, I'm, and I'm, I'm not saying that they are, or they aren't. Um, this is also around the same time where the U.S. military was actually um, they were going through some serious stuff as well, especially um, with during um, during the Iraq War, where they would uh, torture and they would um, really inhumane. Um, try to, for lack of a better term, oh, they were waterboarding people. Waterboarding people. They were. They were. Um, they were. They were. They were. In, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Humili- humiliating, humiliating the prisoners. Um, there was a whole big controversy surrounding that during that time, and then that's also not. It's also not including the uh, the counts of sexual misconduct that was happening between military personnel as well. Yeah. Yep. So the Iraq War during that time. I mean, there there was a lot of that tension that was happening. So if these statements are true, it would be unsurprisingly and very unfortunate. Apparently, it was someone's birthday, and that's and someone watched the door for him and he repl- he put some uh drugs in her iv that they had her on at the time because she wasn't feeling well and you know he was able she to was have dehydrated right 
they said she was dehydrated, but in the statement, she's like, I wasn't de- dehydrated. I had cramps and, you know, just wasn't feeling well. Okay. And, uh, yeah, they left her alone. It's really shitty. And uh, WWE did release a statement. I'm just going to um, read parts. I'm going to read excerpts of the statement. Uh, WWE is saddened by the death of Ashley Massaro, and we reiterate our condolences to her family. However, we regret her attorney, Constantine Kiros, who filed multiple cases against WWE, lost all of them and was sanctioned multiple times by the court for repeated misconduct and false allegations, is using Ashley's death to further his malicious campaign against WWE by releasing an affidavit that she submitted to the court and later apologized to WWE for being involved with. So we wish to make certain things crystal clear. Uh, now, Constantine Kiros, for those who don't know, he is the attorney that was behind the multiple concussions uh, lawsuit against WWE from, uh, by previous wrestlers. There's a total of at least 60 wrestlers who have filed a claim against WWE um, from the time they worked, no matter if it was like one week or one year. So there is, um, in WWE's eyes, they see it as like him taking advantage of the situation, taking advantage of her death to kind of get up, one up on, on WWE. But at the same time, um, it seems like that if that's the case and what really did happen in Kuwait is the case and it goes with the same events that happened during the Iraq war, it's like, okay, you know, what what's going on, you know? Yeah, I, it kind of makes me, like, I know there's two sides of the story, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but I also, you know, am not quick to discount, you know, what this woman went through. Right. And the fact that I, I've heard those, I, I'm just listening to what you just said right now, and it's very Trump-esque, where it's a deflection, and then they just bury this guy, like, oh, he lost every single one of his... His uh, cases, they're basically trying to make him seem like an ambulance chaser at this point. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what happened. Um, but, yeah, it's really unsettling. You, um, you got anything to say, No, Anything you want to add to it? I, uh, the whole thing is just tragic. I mean, I, I, Andrew, I think you hit the, uh, the nail on the head as far as, you know, how they've responded to this. You're right. It's very, you know, deflective. And, you know, WWE is a major corporation. They're never going to take responsibility for things that, oh, no that, that happen, even if they've won the case and can't, you know, double jeopardy and all that. They can't be tried for it anymore. But, um, yeah, the response, uh, yeah, the way they've gone after this attorney, I mean, it's just par for the course. I, I, that's all I have to say. And then um, she won the Diva Search, and they told her that she wasn't going to be an in-ring performer. She was just strictly going to be a spokesperson because she didn't have any training. And then the next week she was in a match and she, she had a bunch of injuries. Um, she, I think she shattered her ankle and needed like a metal, a metal rod put in her ankle, multiple concussions um, it, because she wasn't trained properly. And that's, that sucks. She uh, wasn't. She wasn't trained at all. I mean, like literally no training. They they rushed her from from the from the beginning after she won the um the divas contest. They were they really. I mean, they, they wanted her, her on the road. They went on the road. I mean, they're like figuring like, well, we're paying her this much. We got to take advantage of it. We got to get every cent back from her. And um, they and in hindsight, that was a bad idea. They should have really taken their time with them. Um, I believe she was the first diva search winner, if I'm not mistaken. Was she the first? or Was she the second? I think she was the first. Um, I want to say she was. The, was she the first or second? She was one. She was definitely one in the, of the beginning, first. though. She was definitely in the beginning. Yeah. And this was at a time where, um, where they were going after the 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 models. They were going for like that model look, and 
Uh, she definitely had the look. She definitely had uh, the the DIY punk rock um, metal yeah. look. Yeah. Uh, she was very um, original. She was. She wasn't. She had. She looked like a model, but at the same time, she looked different from a model. If you know, if you get my drift. Yeah. Um. She looked like a girl you would see at a concert. Exactly. Um. Super cool. I liked her. If I can just plug really fast right now they're trying to raise money for her daughter um to go to school for uh basically like a not a scholarship but i you know for uh for her college fund or or whatever so if you y'all want to go check that out you can probably google search that it's a gofundme page yeah i'm actually looking that up right now um a group mickey james lillian garcia lita gail kim brooke adams maria canales candace michelle taryn terrell shelly martinez Katarina Waters, Victoria, Christy Hemi, Rosa Mendez, Trish Stratus, Tori Wilson, like all the heavy hitters, um, all launched this GoFundMe. And so far they've raised ten thousand dollars. And it, it's great. You know, it's it's something great to come out of such something really bad. Yeah. Uh, Mick Foley actually donated five thousand by himself. So dude's a mensch. Uh, he is yeah. great. Well, great, great heart for Mick Foley. And uh, yeah, she's 18 years old. So um she when she first entered the WWE, her daughter was around. She had been at least like three, three or four years old, so she definitely was a mom by by then. And uh, she actually did leave the business for a little bit to take care of her daughter. Yeah, I'm not sure if you guys were aware of that, but um, yeah, like a tragic situation. Um, if you do want to help out, um, like like what Drew and what Noah said, um, just do a Google search for um for uh, Ashley Masaro's daughter and help out any, any, any way you can would be, uh, would be appreciated. Um, speaking of, since we're on the topic of the Middle East and WWE, um, it just keeps getting better and better, getting better, better, better and better, right? Yeah. Boy, all the positive wow, news this week. Let's, let's get that out. Sorry let's, to be such downers, let's, let's, but yeah. it's going to get better, guys. It'll get better. Just hang, just hang in there. Um, so we do, we do get an update about um, the, Saudi, the Super Showdown that's going to happen in two weeks, and we are, are aware that four wrestlers are not going to go. I'm sure you guys have heard of the names already. Um, first one, obviously, being Sami Zayn, as he's not as, as he's officially banned by the government so just because he's of, of Syrian descent, and also, I'm sure, of his politics as well. Um, we also have that uh, Kevin Owens is also not going to, to Saudi Arabia, which kind of explains... Um, SmackDown, if um, we'll get into that in a bit. Um, who else is not going? Alistair Black is not going yes. because his tattoos. Oh, that, the, that's the reason? Religious that's connotations. The reason. Um, there's it. religious con- connotations. The the geisha head on his back, um, that's like goes back to like a, a folklore story of a woman. Um, I forget the, the entire story of it, but it's basically a woman overcoming religious oppression. And uh, becoming her own woman and getting murdered for it, so that's why Aleister Black can't go. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel Bryan's not going, of course, at a protest. Yep. Good for him. Um, I wish, I wish we didn't have to cover this show because um, I genuinely don't want to watch it. Because one, I know it's gonna be awful. Two, I just don't. I feel dirty that they promote these shows and they 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 go out of their way to make it seem it's going to be the, the equivalent to or better than wrestlemania that's what they're yeah. plugging right now oh barf um the, the greatest wrestlemania ever <laughs> and way, way to like bury your own creation you know uh as far as wrestlemania goes there's there's no road to super showdown there's no this is the you know like royal rumble season comes around like they're leading up to wrestlemania and i feel like this show kind of is trying to undermine it and make it seem like it's going to be better than WrestleMania. They, I mean, they're clearly telling us it's going to be better, but 
We know it's not. There's no real storyline. There's no real feuds mm-hmm. going into this thing. It's literally whatever the prince wants, he's going to get. Even if it's a knockoff Yokozuna because Yokozuna or, died and he doesn't know about oh it. Oh, God. Remember that? Or Dolph Ziggler, the knockoff Mr. Perfect. <laughs> they probably told them, uh, oh, yeah, we got Mr. Perfect oh, coming. Yeah, we got him. Just we got him. Do- Dolph he's on Ziggler his way. Yep. <laughs> um, so that's coming up in a couple weeks. So we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, and if you guys notice that they don't mention Saudi Arabia at all when they're, when they're promoting the show. Oh, no, because they know it's dirty. They, they know, know it's, dirty. it's dirty. They know it's wrong. Um, they just say Jeddah. They leave out all the other stuff. And I, you know. But it's 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 pointless because people would be wondering, well, Jeddah or Riyadh, like especially little kids, like where is that at? I mean, and they're going to do a Google search. They're going to find out it's Saudi Arabia. So the fact that they're not even saying it, it just goes to show you like, they're just they're not very comfortable with this whole Saudi Arabia situation, even though they're taking the money. They just don't want to say Saudi Arabia because it's, it's a dirty word for them. Yeah, I, I, the, I guess the only comparison that I could make is basically Henry Ford and Nazi Germany, maybe. Is that is that too going too far right there? Like, I mean, maybe not as bad, but fuck. I mean, you know, these they're guys are so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, back back in the 30s, a lot of the American uh, companies even though they were um, they were against the, the the Nazi government, they were still doing business for them because right. it was the right move for them. It was it was uh, they're trying to recover from the depression, so they didn't want to lose any type of assets or potential assets that they could with the with the Nazi regime for fear that it was going to lead to another um, to a, another depression. So yeah, I mean it it, it is analogous to um, to what you're saying, Noah. I, I get I, I get what you're saying. Um, I mean, it even rings true today. Uh, you know, our president knew about the journalists that got pretty much dismembered and murdered in it out to counsel it, and he basically went and said, "We they give us too much money to stop doing business with them, so that sucks that it happened, but we're gonna keep making money." It, like you said, because if because if we don't, other countries will. In, in the end, it's all about the money. It's all about the money. Ah, all right. What else we got? Give me something better. Give me something a little up. Ah, it's, it's hard because all the news is wholesome I mean, or uplifting. Something. Let's talk about AEW because this is what's yeah, going to be. Right. There we go. This, we is go. Gonna hey. be, this is what's going to be dominating the weekend news. Um, as far as uh, as far as double or nothing goes, um, we do get the idea of what's going to happen with their world championship. Um, so the first the first way it's going to be is through the um is through the battle royal. Whoever wins the battle royal is going to be the number one contender. Yes, and also at the same time, the winner of the Kenny Omega Chris Jericho main event. And um, we'll get into the predictions later on as well, and we'll kind of give you an idea of what uh, of what how Double uh, Nothing is going to end up being. The winner of that match is going to be also um, the number one contender. So we're going to have two number one contenders, and whoever is the winner is going to become the first AEW champion. And now. The question is when that match is going to happen. We don't know yet. If I had to guess, my guess would be for either the Jacksonville show that's going to happen in July or maybe their first uh, show on TNT coming in the fall. Do you guys think they're going to wait that long? I think they might. Honestly, um, they they could do that because that is one way to attract audiences. Like we're going to crown our first world champion um, unless they have other surprises by then. Well, yeah, they have two pay-per-views uh, going to be coming out. The Fighter Fest and the, Aven- the Avenge the Fallen or Rise, something like that. 
Um, so those are the next two shows after this. The, the Fighter Fest is gonna be the one in July in uh, Jacksonville, right? I believe so. Yes. Okay. Um, or is that that might be the other one? I forget. I knew it. I just I forget. Fi- Fighter Fest is gonna be in 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 Jacksonville at the end of June, beginning of July, from what it looks like. And uh, it's yeah, it's in. It's in Daytona Beach, it says. Oh, Daytona Beach. And, and then Fight, Fight for, for the, the Fallen, Fallen is in July. Okay, you're right. Yep. Okay, gotcha. July 13th in Jacksonville. And it, okay, it's, it was pretty much there. So, yeah, you... you, you okay, so, so there's going to be two more pay-per-views before... I mean, at least two. I mean, they might have more before um, they, they debut in the fall. They're starting, at, what, in September, October on TNT? Something like that, yeah. Somewhere around there. I, I mean, prob- my guess is probably going to be probably around maybe like the beginning of October. For my money, I don't think you need a belt yet for those two those those two pay-per-views i i think you you can debut the belt on the very first episode of tuesday night dynamite and crown your and champion yeah, crown your champion i mean because then it's it's much it's must watch then i just Absolutely. think it's more appealing yeah if, yeah if especially if you have a guy's jockeying for number one contender status um to fight whoever wins this uh, battle royal maybe you put that up if you're you know the, the winner of the battle royal like at the next Ooh, um yeah. pay-per-view to sell the pay-per-view i think that's compelling that's smart yeah i like that um and you know what's cool they probably would do something smart like that uh because it's not wwe and they know it, it seems like they know what they're doing they have ideas in their head they have like legitimate ideas they're not trying to sell snickers and car and toy cars and stuff what else we got dick well ruby riot she um under she did undergo uh two the first of two shoulder surgeries so she's gonna be out for a good while or so Ah, Bobby's girl. Bobby's girl. Uh, shout out to Bobby, and shout wherever out to Ruby Riot, wherever you may be, <laughs> and to Ruby. Um, get well soon. Hopefully, we we'll see you. Um, hopefully, uh, not a speedy recover, but you know, a perfect recovery. We want to see you in the ring, hundred percent. But yeah, sh- yep. that is unfortunate for her. Yeah, I mean, they broke up the Riot Squad. Um, so I, it's kind of good timing. Uh, for Liv, Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan. I got a question for you. What, uh, are, they, what are they doing with Liv Morgan? Oh, nothing. Now that you mention it. She was like t- tweeting pictures of her covering, putting her finger over the E in live and uh, <laughs> WWE, yeah, WWE, WWE live. live. Yep. I yeah, she criminally underused. So charismatic. I, I lo- I'm a live mark. What can I say? I, well, her and Sarah Logan were a great pairing. Um, they had the powerhouse and then the other person that can go like, why? Why break that up? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I, I they should have they should have kept the the riot squad on a little longer. They didn't feel the need. I don't I don't. Maybe they wanted. Maybe they have um, big plans for live down the road, um, and and that's fine. But that's going to be down the road. That's not going to be for right now. You don't need to break up the riot squad just for just for that. They could have easily had live and I mean live and Sarah be a tag team, and then Ruby kind of being like uh, their manager of sorts, kind of like just be behind the corner and have them compete for the uh, women's tag team championships. And you know where have those been? <laughs> there you go. It's so crazy. They haven't uh, been defended since WrestleMania. I've I've seen the iconics I think once since WrestleMania, and they've been on commentary. Um, they were pretty funny on Tuesday night. I have to say, like I'm not that's not really my shtick personally, but. I did think they were they were pretty hilarious on Tuesday night. The thing about them is they get heel heat, and it's because they're annoying. Yep. Because yes. they come out and they're probably told, "You need to be as shrill and annoying as possible." And for me, that doesn't make me want you to lose the belt. That makes me that makes me not want to see you. 
Um, I wish they were more of a threat. I wish that they were taken more seriously. Um, and maybe, I don't know. I always say maybe it'll get better, but knowing this company, it I just don't won't. think they're great. We, we try to be we try to be positive, um, despite the news that, that you might have heard. We try to be positive in these sort of things, but you know, given WWE's track record, it's easier said than done. Because yeah, it's easy to shit on WWE. I, right. I try to find the good in it, but I'm also gonna be real and say what I th- what's on my mind. You know, because w- we want the product. You know, we want the product to be good. I mean, we we watch every week. You know, so we want the product to be good. Yeah. But and there's people I know that just live to tear it down because, you know, that's what makes them happy or whatever. Um, I want wrestling to be good. I want to watch right. something that I'm excited to watch. I want to tune of in course. every week because, holy shit, did you did you see what happened at the end of Raw last week? Like, I can't wait to watch this week to see what happens. I don't care about Brock. He, he's going to obviously challenge Seth because he had a great opportunity on Tuesday that he didn't. Oh, whatever. We'll get into that. Um, are we done with news? Do we have anything else? I know Stone Cold got a new series. Yes, it's USA gonna Network. be it's gonna be debuting um in the fall on USA Network, and it looks like it's gonna be like an interview, uh, type show. Uh, it looks like that USA did uh give the green light to show seven episodes. I believe seven episodes have already been recorded, and the first guest on his show is gonna be Becky Lynch. Oh wow, that's that's a good get. Yeah, and put butts in the seats. And it's called Straight Up Steve Austin. So that's going to be deba- uh, debuting in August. And it looks like it's going to be debuting right after Raw. So, it, uh, it, Is it a WWE production or it, is he going to interview other folks from other... I believe he's going to be f- interviewing a wide range of people. Okay. So it's, it doesn't look like it's a WWE product. And that it might be more of um, Steve Austin doing his thing. But of course, he's going to be having WWE guests on there. Um, well, let me tell you something ooh. about old Stone Cold getting his own TV show on a USA Network, home of other great television shows like Chrisley Knows Best and uh, <laughs> the Chrisleys and the Radkeys and Ms. and Mrs. Temptation, I'm Biggest Loser, whatever. Suits, remember Suits? Oh, man, I'm just so excited to be on this show and have my own hour-long TV show. I got all the great hits. I got Becky Lynch. I got Becky... Baker Mayfield, a little bit of NFL quarterback for you. I got, oh, you want to talk about superstars? I got Trace Atkins coming on my show and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Give me a hell yeah. Rob Riggle, what? I got everybody <laughs> going to come on this show, and that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. Wow, that was a uh, nice appearance by Stone Cold Steve Austin plugging his show. You know, we're gonna drink some beers. It's kind of. It sounds like it's gonna be kind of like the Stone Cold podcast. Remember that? I I still do it. Not as much. I used to have the Unleashed show. Sponsors got mad at me. What? They wouldn't let me cuss as much as I want to. What? And I I'm just really excited to have my own show. We're gonna be driving four by four. We're gonna be shooting guns probably. We're gonna be doing all the redneck stuff that Stone Cold likes to do at 316. Street down at the Broken Skull Ranch. Give me a hell yeah, hell, hell yeah. yeah. So um, I assume there's gonna be a lot of beer drinking on that on that show, right? 
cup of beers for the working man. Hell yeah. You know, when Owen Hart broke my neck, rest in peace, I laid into him the same night, and I couldn't believe that my career almost ended. But I'm glad that the USA Network is taking a gamble on Old Stone Cold by giving him his own show on Monday nights right after Monday Night Raw. And you best bet your bottom dollar that Stone Cold's going to be on Raw promoting my show. Give me a hell yeah for that. Hell yeah. yeah. Welcome back. I mean, Stone Cold. Oh, yeah. That was a good you know, promo. You know, I'm glad he came on the show and he plugged his show because now I'm very tempted to watch it. Now, I'm intrigued to watch it now. I mean, strap yourself in because we're going to have the fluffy guy, Gabriel Iglesias, on the show as well. A lot of big superstars. Have you heard of Impractical Jokers? Sal Volcano is going to be on the show. Give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. Wow. It's, it's good to hear from Stone Cold. It's yeah. always great to hear from Stone Cold. Hey, uh, Stone Cold, feel free to drop by whenever you like, man. You're oh, always yeah. welcome. I mean, I, I I like coming on the show, guys. You guys give me a platform. It might be not the biggest. It's not the baddest. But it definitely is the new, 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 new world order of professional podcasting. Thank you so much, Steve. We really appreciate it, man. Anytime. Thanks and if you ever see that bull gogster, tell him to meet me outside. And I'll slap him upside the face and stop a mud hole and walk it dry. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. I, I, I love when we have like Stone Cold coming on there and helping us out, man. I, I truly appreciate that. And I've said this before. I'll say it again. You are always welcome to come on. Well, I appreciate that. I'm going to get back down to Los Angeles, down in Los Feliz, and uh, have myself an old uh, Sproken Skull IPA. Give me a swig of beer for the working man. What? All right. I'll see you guys later. Take I'll care. Catch y'all down the road. All right. And that was Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's good to have him on the show. It's always great to have him on the show. Um, I, one more thing I do want to mention real quick is um, it looks like that the results of the wild card that Vince McMahon had proposed a while back. Wild card, bitches! It, is, it seems like it's, it's been somewhat of a positive as far as the ratings go. I'm a genius! Huh. Uh, the raw ratings uh, did come in, and they look like they've been, they were an improvement over the past couple weeks. It looks like it was about a two point. It's about two point five million viewers from. It was up seven percent from the week before, so it's still not good. But it, at least it's, it's the big dog rule. It's a big dog rule. Yeah, <laughs> basically, it mints his mind. He's like, "Oh shit, this is actually working. Let's keep it. Let's keep going." Well, considering they didn't have the rules laid down for it, like I while they were doing it, I don't know who's on what show anymore. It doesn't really matter. There's no, there is no more brown split. It, yeah. yeah, it's 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 crazy. So, so Raw's ratings are, are up, and it looks like SmackDown is also slightly up as well. Let me, um, yeah, they're up as well. Uh, so it looks like it, it can be attributed to not only both the Money in the Bank fallout, but also because of the um, of the wild card rule. But um, hopefully, you know, they can keep it up. Um, they, they've got to they if they if if they want to be on network on on Fox. And not relegated to FS1 or whatever, they got to get those ratings up for SmackDown. So, best of luck to them. Ex- exactly. Um, so they did shy just below two million views as well. Um, but you know, as long as long as they're up and and they see that it's working, you know, they're gonna keep doing what they're doing, and we'll see where it goes from there. But um, typically around this time, this is kind of like WWE's dead zone, dead season right here, where. Not really a whole lot is happening. God damn it. We're going to Saudi Arabia. It's going to be bigger than WrestleMania. Um, 
that's you know that's what Vince is thinking. Like this isn't the downtime. We're gonna turn it up. We're going to Saudi Arabia, dude. There is no downtime in Vince's mind. No, if if there was, there'd be a fucking off season. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. I mean, as far as the news go, I think I think we're good. Um, I want to get into the money in the bank, if you don't mind. Let's do that. Um, kind of an okay show. Yeah. Not um, not terrible. There was a lot going on on Sunday, so I mean, I didn't get to watch the show as much as I wanted to. Um, but I, I did watch the Money in the Bank matches. I thought the women match was very slow. Um, I could tell it was pre-rehearsed, a lot of the spots. Yeah, yep. Um, and you had Bailey winning the Money in the Bank briefcase, which I, I thought was a great call. Agreed. Um, she needed a reboot. Yeah, and um, actually cashed in that night. I, I called that part. I didn't think they were going to cash in on Charlotte. Yeah, I, I thought she was going to turn on Becky. That would have been fun. I, I just want to talk for a quick second about same night cash-ins because they've mm-hmm. happened the last two years in a row for the women. Yes. I don't like them. I'm, I'm just going to say straight up, I don't like them. Part of the, the holding on to the briefcase, yes, it's like the belt is, you know, obviously has more prestige, but the buildup of the briefcase, will she, won't she, will he, won't he, is, you know, that's what elevates yeah. the briefcase. That's what elevates the individual more than a same night cash in, in my humble opinion. And it helps build a little bit of drama and intrigue into these matches. I thought this was going to happen because Becky's going to have two matches in one night. Like, yeah, who, you'd be dumb not to do that. Um, so the fact that she cashed in, I don't know. What, I, I hope Brock doesn't cash in at the Saudi Arabia show. I think that would be a waste of the. That's already a waste. And I, I, him, him winning, him winning the men's uh, Money in the Bank match was. A bad booking idea. Now the men's match itself was pretty nuts. It was freaking nuts, I should say. Ali, Andrade, and Finn Balor, and Ricochet, and Ricochet. They Those were the all stars. Destroyed themselves for that match, and it just sucks that they they broke their bodies just for Brock to climb up the ladder and win the briefcase. I, I don't know if this is true, but I heard a rumor that some of the some of them weren't told beforehand that Brock was coming out. I, I would I not mean, be surprised. I, that sucks. Part of me thinks that that's horseshit because why would you do that? But at the same time, I mean, it's would be so WWE to do that. I wouldn't be surprised by that. Like the decision was made last minute. We were talking about this earlier. The money in the bank briefcase should be used to elevate young guys. I mean, even Jericho had a, had a great tweet about it. Um, he sarcastically wrote like. Yep. Uh, I'm glad they're finally pushing uh, an up-and-coming guy like Brock Lesnar, who definitely needs this Money in the Bank briefcase. Um, I thought Ali would have been a, a, a shoe-in for someone that needs to be lifted up, and um, I feel like they just missed an opportunity. Um, by any, any any one of those guys except Orton and Lesnar would have been a and fine Corbin. candidate. I, I was terrified that Corbin was going to win. Corbin, oh. I'm sorry. Yeah, Corbin as well. We forgot. And Orton didn't he, need it. He didn't need it. Um, Corbin already won it. My money was going to be on Drew McIntyre. I thought... Yeah. It, it Drew was, McIntyre? Yes. I thought that was perfect for him to uh, to win it. Yeah. But un- unfortunately, um, that's not the case. We'll see what they're going to do with him um, down the road. He, he's who I would have called as well, just because he would have been so menacing with the briefcase. And yeah, exactly. Been, like, you know, we've been hearing for the last year since he's come up that he's the next handpicked guy the next big, like, dominant heel. The next big thing. He's yeah. the shield killer. Yeah. And what what are they doing with him? I, I just don't, I don't know. Oh, you don't know? Oh, you didn't know? They're, they're putting him in with tag matches with Bobby Lashley and Baron Corbin. 
very exciting stuff. Coming from NXT, he had a lot of uh, momentum. He had a lot of momentum, and they stalled on him so bad. Um, I don't, I don't care if I see him fighting Roman Reigns. I don't care. Like it, that doesn't sound fun to me. Um, now, if I could see Drew McIntyre versus Andrade, that excites me. That sounds like it's going to be a good match. Um, even even Drew McIntyre versus Kofi Kingston, I, I'd be excited for. Absolutely, and, and you could and you can even tell the story with um, Drew McIntyre being the faction killer. He killed the Shield. He could be. He can easily kill the New Day. That would be dope. That would be his Randy Orton legend killer gimmick. The he, faction he's killer. the faction killer. Yeah, but yeah, but even the fact that one man can destroy these factions—that's that's brilliant. That'd be so good. Um, but you know, they got merch to sell, so they're not going to do that. Um, Kofi Kingston and Kevin Owens actually had a really good match too. I agree. Yeah. Um, same goes for Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. Seth and AJ definitely was the match, match of, the night. of the night. Like yeah. they, they. Um, I don't want to say they blew my expectations, but they were definitely above my expectations, and I'm I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad I watched it all the way through from top to bottom. I, I mean, you can easily say it's probably the best main show match of the year so far. And I, w- you think it was better than uh, than uh, Kofi Daniel Bryan? Yes. I, th- I that the the reason why I say that is because in terms of the match itself in the in ring um, match, yes. As far as the after, as far as like the build up and the finish, the the Kofi Daniel Bryan match would be better in that sense. But as far as from a technicality perspective, I would say that this is slightly better than the Daniel Bryan uh, Kofi match. And I'm not and I'm not knocking the Kofi uh, Daniel Bryan match by any means. I want to say I I think in an ideal world, the match that they put on would be the standard, like the. You know, that would be the minimum of as far as like how great matches should be. Right. That's what I was thinking. I was like, this is a, a serviceable fucking match right here. Um, and the fact that that was, the you know, the match of the night on a card that was otherwise relatively stacked, in, in, in my humble opinion, I, th- I thought this, the card was pretty damn good um, yeah. on paper. Um, and the fact that, you know, while the match was good, it wasn't it wasn't next level. It didn't have that that. uh that X factor. Well, I think I think a lot of it had to do with the crowd being dead. Um, by the time they got the, to the WWE the Championship yeah. match, um, they saw a steel cage and a Money in the Bank match prior, and a cash in. Like they, they were they were on the way down. Um, but the show wasn't that long. Even it was what three hours. It, yeah, it wasn't. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't a chore to watch. It wasn't a chore, um, but I mean, it, it was definitely under. It was under four hours, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean the longest match was wasn't even twenty minutes long. Um, speaking of short matches, Rey Mysterio was that a botch? Rey Mysterio beats Samoa Joe. Um, was that supposed to happen, or are they just controlling the, the, it? The now? shoulder, the shoulder coming up. The shoulder was not down for even a no. I, the, that was. I think it was because Joe was busted open. That's why. They, they, yeah, Vince they, was like, "Call, bring it, bring it home." Yeah. It looked like he had a broken nose. Yeah, he did. Um, uh, yeah. That shot, okay, really quickly. Can we just talk about that shot of uh, like close up on Samoa Joe's face as a trickle of blood runs down his like his nose, like to his mouth? I, it, that was some of the best like cinematography <laughs> from WWE. I mean, I shit on uh, on WWE cinematography uh, a lot, but that was perfect. It was it was so good. Yeah, Kevin Kevin Dunn was on a, like a coffee break or something when yeah, when they clearly, got that shot. Clearly. Uh, this was something that I, that was I noticed yesterday. I was watching uh the new Cobra Kai show and they have like these crazy fight scenes and you know what I don't see? I don't see a shaky cam. I don't see cr- crazy zoom-ins to sh- and uh quick cuts. All this quick cuts that gives me seizures every week. Um 
why does WWE emphasize on these crazy shaky cams that don't make the product look any better or more devastating? They're stuck in their ways. All right, I don't really, know. That's that's really they're covering up for something. That's really all I could say at this point is like they're stuck in their ways. Um, they know the shaky cam. A lot of people shit on it. They don't like it. I hope AEW doesn't do it. No, they they they, they won't. won't. They won't do that. Um, but they're just stuck in their ways. They they think that it's being original. Like like even though it sucks, they're being original about it. And just because you're original doesn't mean it's always going to be good. I I mean I think a lot of it is to cover that you know they're missing by feet at, instead of inches when they're when yeah. when they're doing strikes. Um, I, I think that's the reason mainly. Sometimes they just do the shaking cam for just for the sake of shaking. It just it makes no <laughs> sense at all. Yeah, um, and I can't focus on anything because not only is it shaking, but there's three cameras shaking and they're going camera one, camera two, camera three, camera one, one, two, two. They're just going back. It's way too right. much. Way too much. I've talked about this before, but it just it's one it's one thing that bothers me. Um, that was pretty much it for the Money in the Bank pay per view. Um, Becky Lynch is now Becky one belt. And uh, it, it's it, I mean, it's I'm, I'm glad to see that the Cruiserweight title was on the main show. Yes. But it's just like it was in the middle of the show right after the um, I mean, in between A the cage match. Yeah, it was just Kill, let, let's talk about the cage match as well. I want to get into that as well. Wow. It was it was I thought it was good. I thought it the was ending hard though? hitting. Um, yeah, the ending was weird. Uh, the Miz hit the worst frog splash I have ever seen <laughs> in my life. It was pretty bad. Um <laughs> Don't just don't do things like that if you can't. If you can't. I think maybe Shane was too close, but it it just don't just change it. Do an elbow drop instead of trying to do a frog splash. Right. You, you know what the match lacked, which I think everybody was expecting, was a you know a big spot from Shane, it, and it didn't really happen. I mean, there was a couple I, of a couple of suplexes. Yeah. But nothing huge. Nothing that made the crowd really chant "Holy shit!" No Hell in a Cell moment off the top. Right. I wouldn't drop from the top of the cage dangling by my t-shirt my knees would have busted you know through my legs um but yeah it was a weird way to end and so the miz is now lost twice to shane and this rivalry by fluke yeah this rivalry still keeps going i'm over it um yeah i don't like the miz in a baby face role he's burned me too much throughout the years for me to take him as a baby and and the way that he's being presented against shane he makes him he, they make him look like an idiot big time I, I'm going to counterpoint to you there. I do like The Miz as a babyface. I just think Shane McMahon is the wrong feud for him. Maybe. Maybe maybe that's what what I don't like. I just, I don't know. I don't I don't trust The Miz. I want to see face Miz against heel Daniel Bryan. God damn it. Flip that script. I would like to see that too, actually, now that you mention it. I would like to see that more. Um, but the way they, they told the story before, though, the, the I think the money is in... Is, is obviously in a face Daniel Bryan versus a heel Miz. But Daniel Bryan is a heel. He's killing it. I mean, and there's really no reason to switch him over to a babyface at this point. Let him be a heel. Let him let him be the top heel on SmackDown. I mean, well. For the foreseeable for future, foreseeable too. Future, yeah. Because yeah. I, I can't think of anyone else other than, um, I mean, they could, be, I mean, really, Daniel Bryan really is a top heel on SmackDown. I can't think of anyone else at the moment who is officially on SmackDown that could challenge him for that top spot. Mm, no, I can't Maybe think of anybody. Either. Kevin Owens. I well, mean Samoa Joe, but God you know. I, as much as much I as love I, Joe I so love much. Joe, but the way they've um, made Joe uh, the the past year or so on the main roster, especially on SmackDown, I can't buy it. 
I don't well, buy it. I mean, I can't he loses really so goddamn always. That's that's his I problem. can't fault WWE too much on that because he's get he gets injured quite a bit too. Yeah. Um, but god damn it. Joe is Joe is amazing. One thing that happened that you know, because I was kind of flipping between uh things on Sunday, um, I didn't realize that Sami Zayn was out. Uh, I didn't even I was like, why is Brock Lesnar in this match? But we didn't get any resolution as to what happened to Sami Zayn on SmackDown, right? Like, I didn't... Not really. I don't think they mentioned it at all. Um, I was hoping it was going to be like a Bray Wyatt thing because he was invertedly crucified, it looked like, backstage. Um, And a lot of people thought that Bray was going to actually enter the Money in the Bank. That would have been dope. That would have been, you know, you've been leading up with these... I've heard he's injured. I heard a rumor that he's injured as well. Uh, Bray? Yeah. He had a baby. Well, his wife had a his, baby. Oh, that's yeah, what his, it was. His, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, his his um his girl did have a ba- uh, did have a baby. So um, he's probably just take. I mean, he's obviously taking time off for right now, just to kind of be with the baby, and then and then I mean, honestly, I'm in no, I'm in no rush to see Bray back in the ring. Um, I think what they're doing right now with his with um Firefly Firefly Fun Funhouse. Funhouse, I think they should keep it up as long as it's entertaining, as as long as it's intriguing, and and we're as long as it's the creative, the way they've been doing it, I'm totally fine with how they're, they're, they're uh, booking Bray and, and keep him in that role. I'm okay with that. Yeah, they they didn't really do anything this week. They had like a 30-second little clip. They they used uh, B-roll footage, basically, like <laughs> footage from the other episodes, I think. Oh, and I, and it worked. Yep. It worked perfectly. I'm, get, I'm ready to see him cut promos in the ring now, though. I will say that. But, of course, if, if once he does that, he's got to back it up. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. No, no, goddamn! Knowing WWE, they're gonna give him the fucking lantern to come out again with. Like I, 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 I gotta see them. all of that now. I feel like it's, it's a. Th- it's, I, I hope it's the lantern I, and the mask would be totally weird. It'd be yeah. out of place. But I wouldn't put put it past <laughs> WWE to do it. Hopefully they don't. They don't. But yeah, you're you're right. I mean, you we can't got really lantern put it past to sell. <laughs> why, uh, did, why didn't you think of that before? Let's get to Raw. Um, really, the biggest thing. Oh, that was a great match. Ricochet and Cesaro tore the house down. Um, that was my match of the night. Easily, Agreed. Cesaro came out with new music, which is just as shitty as his old music. Yeah, they can't give him good music they, for some they, reason. They they can't. Um, so, but even though it is new music, I mean, he's still wearing the bar attire. He still has the bar on across his tights. He's still doing the thumb thing. Yeah, as well. So I don't know if this is gonna lead to you know if they're if they're gonna reunite with if he's gonna reunite with Sheamus or if this is eventually gonna be the beginning of him kind of going on his own. Uh, we'll see what happens. Well, Sheamus is out. He might have to retire. Um, he oh, really? Bad. He has the the same thing that Edge that made Edge retire the oh. CTE neck thing. So he might have to you know. It's tragic, but hey, he's had he had a pretty darn a, good career. I mean, he had he a Hall of Fame worthy career. He had a good run. He had a very good run, I should say. Let's let's just talk about this, guys. They debuted the new twenty four seven belt, and uh, no one. Well, I don't want to see no one. No one's a fan of the design of the belt, um, including myself. I think my fantasy football league has a better looking belt than the one that they debuted. Um, Mick Foley debuted it, uh, showed up to the crowd to no reaction, and actually booze. Um, what, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, um, I 
I like the gimmick. I love the gimmick of another hardcore style 24 seven defenses, but well, this is the, the belt. PG, this is the PG era. It's going to be the soft core, <laughs> soft core time. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, that belt is just oh, hot garbage. I don't it's like the hot garbage. The side plates are just blank pieces of gold. Like they don't. There's nothing on them. Like at least put something on. I don't know. <laughs> At least you, make, you could. You certainly don't want, wouldn't have time to put a superstar's insignia on it, would you? No, because there was three ti- there was three title changes in the two minutes, and um, I feel like it's just gonna get old really fast. The the scramble at the beginning was also garbage. Cue the Benny Hill music. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I saw yeah. I saw that on Reddit. That was perfect. Oh man, and, as, and as soon as I saw that, that's exactly what I thought about. Fully mentioned that it looks like that on Raw. It's gonna be defended on the third hour. Did he? Ma- he mentioned something like that, right? It's twenty four seven. It's twenty four seven. Doesn't uh, that contradict what the twenty four seven rule is? If it's gonna be defended on the third hour of Raw, I think it'd be. F- I think it'd be cool if like they did like social media. That's how. That's belt. how they should market the belt. Yeah. Um. Where like r truth gets pinned at a McDonald's and it's only <laughs> on their Instagram. You know what I mean? I r truth was fucking hilarious. He he got up. And he was like. Belt. Dude, keep the belt on him for he's ever. great. He's like, I won the European title. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> or the hardcore tough. You want to do a throwback? Um, to me, this belt reminds me of well, that not, not the design, but like how they're gimmicking the belt. It's like how DDT has their Iron Man uh, Heavy Metal Weight Championship, their twenty four seven belt, but it's a poor copy of that. And the DDT title was a copy of the hardcore title. Yeah, but like times a thousand. Times a uh, thousand, yeah. Joey Ryan lost it to a puppet in a dream. Uh, the <laughs> that was great. <laughs> the entire crowd won the belt at one time, and then they were clapping, and Joey Ryan said that they tapped out, so that's how he won it back from the entire audience. Um, DDT is brilliant. A blow-up doll won it at one point. Um, I, 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 that's that's To me, that's fun. That that It's a little like... Uh, but WWE won't do anything like that, of course. Oh, no way. No way. They're going to make all the guys that don't have anything to do run around like idiots backstage. And to me, watching the Good Brothers and Robert Roode, who they, I thought they were going to try to do something with and make him a, a, a heel, like a top heel. Um, instead, they're just running around like, like idiots backstage. I think it's going to get old really fast. And I think it's already gotten old, dude. It's been like t- it's not even been a full week, and I'm already tired of it. Just keep it on truth. He's hilarious. I mean, given what he did on SmackDown was kind of lame, super lame actually. But he's just he's so funny, and he commits like no other person on the entire roster to Agreed. his bits. And, and and another thing about it, I mean, besides the design of the belt and the concept, is the fact that they added another belt to the main roster. I think there's 14 titles now. There, let's take a look. That's we got crazy. we got the Universal, we got the World Title, we got the Intercontinental, we got the US SmackDown tag, SmackDown Raw tag, tag, Raw tag, Women's tag, Women's tag, Women's the uh, Women's Raw, Raw Women's, women's Smackdown. SmackDown, Cruiserweight. So that's <laughs> ten. Yeah, I almost and then forgot you have about the NXT titles. And then the and then yeah the NXT the four NXT titles. So that's fourteen um, total titles, ten of which are defended on. Raw and or SmackDown. I mean, look, NJPW has a ton of titles as well. I, I, I don't think adding the title is terrible. I just think that the idea, like as you mentioned, could get stale after 
after a couple weeks. The the difference between um between New Japan and WWE and how they present their championships is night and day. You look at New Japan and they present it as a, a legitimate championship, as someone who uh, deserves it. Yeah, they New Japan is they're, they're not. I'm not defending them by any means because they also are. Um, I I have as much to blame for them for having so many titles as well. But the way they handle their championships and their divisions is a sport, and it's more legitimate and more credible Absolutely. than what WWE is doing with any of their championships. Because, I mean, truth be told, like you look at you look at someone like Sami Zayn. And I love Sami Zayn, but to me, I don't think he's at the level to be a WWE champion. Not because of his talent, but because of how they book him. And whereas in New Japan. The IWGP Championship, like if you're going to be defending, if you're going to be going for that belt, you need to be presented as a legitimate, credible threat to that championship belt. Right. Yeah. No one. I don't take anyone seriously. There's no character development. There's. I don't see them fighting for the belt. Like I don't know what the belts even signify anymore. I feel like it's just. And there's no long-term storytelling. Exactly. There isn't. No. It's fifty-fifty booking. Like it just. It's not fun. <laughs> I don't but then they say, well, wait a minute, what about Kofi? What about Kofi? Isn't Kofi a long-term story booking? No. It was booked on a fly that they had no, they, they weren't even thinking about doing for WrestleMania. That wasn't even going to be the WrestleMania match. But they see that Kofi was getting over. The fans were behind him. It was a perfect opportunity to put him in that spotlight, and he ran with it. Yeah, well, we're, we're the authority. I don't know if you forgot, <laughs> but we're the authority now. I, I that's what we're told, but uh, but a 72-year-old man said that one day and contradicted himself five minutes later. I think he probably forgot. Yeah, um, I yeah, like I said, I feel like this belt's gonna get old really fast. But we'll see. We'll see what they do with it. Nothing really else. Oh, one one thing that I do want to talk about really fast. Yeah, um, that I love is that they dim the lighting in the third oh, hour. Yes, and I do like that. That WWE After Dark kind of thing and what they do with NXT, it just looks fantastic. It looks it, it raw. It looks like big, it has a big fight feel. It makes it have a big fight feel. I like when they put Raw in dark mode. You know yeah. what I mean? Like It just looks cleaner. And like you said, a big fight feel. I was more excited about the lighting than I was <laughs> about this twenty four seven. You know, title. when you, you you mentioned it the other day when 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 um, on Monday that is it me or does Raw look dark? And I'm like, and I'm looking through the first two hours. I'm like, I, I don't see it at all. And then the third hour, when the third hour um, started, that's when I noticed. I'm like, yeah, you're right. It does look a lot darker, and I like that grit. It it, it makes it look like uh, NXT. Yes, that and also even the old school Raws because some of the old school Raws from back then. They were dark as well. They were kind of lit in a, in a dark area. Well, here's the thing. The action is in the ring. There's no reason why the entire arena needs to be lit up other than, you know, getting shots of the audience. Um, the spotlight should absolutely be on the ring. And it just it just looks better. Even the graphics are all, all gray now. Hell, they should probably do that for the entire show, especially for the Raw after WrestleMania. Yep, definitely. Yeah, it's, it, because it's something new. It's... Thank you for this. I mean, when you're like like Brad said, when you're just give feeding shit, if you could just put a little bit of sugar on it every now and then, it tastes a little bit better. And, and it's not even new. It's something old that hasn't been used in a long time. That it's new. Yeah. Um, but other than the lighting, uh, not, not much else that was I, great happened yeah, on Raw. I and I, it's just another show. I mean, it was just another post. It was another post pay per view show. It, it just feels like a chore sometimes watching Raw, man. It is. It, it has been a chore. It is a chore. 
Um, I can understand. I mean, I'm I'm beginning to get to a level where like I I'm just not compelled to watch Raw anymore. Like, yeah, I just have to power through it. Uh, and if it wasn't for the podcast, I mean, I would probably give up on watching Raw. Yeah, we um, we, we just watched uh, this week's episode of NXT, and oh my god, yeah, it was so good <laughs> from yes. the promos to the in ring work. I mean. I was blown away. I hadn't watched NXT for a couple of weeks and was like, "Oh my god, I this is what I want out of wrestling." Raw exactly SmackDown. I'm on my phone most of the time. I didn't yep. pick my phone up once while watching NXT. Yep, because it's so good. Uh, there's nothing that distracts me from watching what I'm watching because the storytelling. Like I feel like every match matters. You had a match between the undisputed era Johnny Gargano and Matt Riddle that could have main evented <laughs> yes. any fucking pay per view. And it was like a four and a half star match on 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 NXT Weekly. Weekly, like what? And that was by far the best match of the week. That was not on the pay per view. Yes, or I mean, Ali and Andrade had a great match as well. Yeah, um, that was the show stealer for SmackDown. Um, but like you said, NXT, even uh, the beginning, dude. We're gonna get Takeover in a couple weeks, and I can't wait for it. We're gonna have a. Trip a uh, quadruple tag team match ladder match uh, for the NXT titles. We're gonna get Tyler Breeze, who got a huge pop at Full Sail versus the Velveteen Dream for the ni- North American title. That's Johnny Gar. Oh, dude, just watching them interact with each other was so good. Uh, Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole is gonna be a five star match. Um, and then I. Th- I think there's a couple matches I'm, I'm not forgetting. I don't have the card in front of me. But the, the, w- the women's match oh. is uh, Shayna Baszler and uh, Io Shirai, which is going to be a great match. Um, and that's going to be next Saturday, right? Although I'm I'm getting kind of over uh, Shayna Baszler now. I I just I haven't loved her run at the top with the women's championship this time around. Well, she has Maria Shafir and the other one. Just yeah, they're, they're building yes. up the. Who, the three horse women. <laughs> well, they yeah they got to wait for Ronda to come back. Uh, she's coming back next week. We didn't talk about that. Is she really? She's coming back next week on on Raw to discuss her future. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I I that will get me to watch. That excites me. That's something that I thought she wanted to start a family. I was convinced we weren't going to see her for like at least a year. Well, I know she broke her hand in the WrestleMania match too. Yeah. Yes. Um. So it'll be cool to see her back. Uh, Big E came back. That was that was I popped for that. Oh yeah. Um, Big E just I feel like he just doesn't care. He just does whatever he wants. <laughs> he's on Twitter. He's been a superstar, and then they bring up how he's been hitting on Becky Lynch's mom and so great. And even Xavier, I love like, it. Becky Lynch's mom is fine, but you need to relax, man. <laughs> um, it's so good. Um, yeah. Other than that, oh, can we just talk? Really, really fast about uh, our truth in in drag uh, <laughs> during that. Car- I love Carmella this man. Match. I love this man. He's so he's so great because he commits. No one else commits like our truth commits. Um, That's true. That's the truth. <laughs> wearing a blonde wig, it just it looks funny. Um, you go girl. and a crop top, no less. Uh, the match was no good, but our um, truth definitely uh, definitely was the shining moment of that. Uh, Kofi Kingston versus Sami Zayn was actually a pretty good match too, if I remember correctly. Let's get to Double or Nothing happening this week from the MGM Grand Garden Arena in sunny, hopefully, it's been raining, Las Vegas, Nevada. It'll Uh, be sunny. It's going to be, it it might be Tammy Stitch. We don't know yet. Ooh. 
I've had some I, sunny days, my friend. Um, <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, a little bit, little, little tongue. Nice uh, tribute right there. Tongue in cheek. No. Um, yes. Let's talk about the show. Um, a lot of it's still TBA. There's uh, some names that haven't really been announced yet. I was I follow CM Punk on Instagram, and he posted a picture of that looked like Las Vegas flying over. Uh, I don't know. I, I, that could be anywhere. Well, he's definitely flying in a desert. Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly where it's at, but he's definitely flying in a like he's flying somewhere that looks desert like. Um, are we gonna get CM Punk this weekend? What 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 would the betting odds? Are we gonna bet be? on that right now? Let's throw some bets. Gambler's already getting to me. Let's go, baby. Holy <laughs> shit, dude! You're not, you're not even in Vegas. I got five dollars on CM Punk showing up. What's I, the over under? I think it's like twenty to one, thirty to one odds. It. I mean. We're we're either gonna get a CM Punk or John Moxley. It's got to be one of one of. Those. I think it, Moxley is uh pro- more probable than CM Punk. CM yep, Punk definitely more probable. I, I I just don't see. I actually don't see him wrestling again. I mean, he, he isn't. Is he cr- still currently signed with UFC? I don't think so. No, I don't think that so. contract expired. Isn't isn't he doing? Um, I thought he had three fights. I thought he was doing three fights. I think after his last one, Dana's like, yeah, we're good. <laughs> we got our money. Yeah. Is he, is he going to be doing commentary for uh, an upcoming MMA show this weekend? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, th- really, th- th- he's money on, on He'd commentary. He'd be a great commentator. Yeah. Um, so let's get to this card. We have a six-man tag team match. SCU. SCU. Versus the Strongheart, Seema, T-Hark, and Al Lindemann. I know Sima. I don't know too much about T Hawk or uh, Linda Man. Not not T Hawk from Street Fighter, right? No, it, I know that T Hawk. Um, what do you guys think? I honestly, these are kind of just going to be crapshoot. Whoever we would like to see win, because um, this is literally the first show ever. Right. SCU is going over. I S- mean, hopefully they can get these these guys over these because uh, uh, I'm not familiar with them. I, I mean, I know SEMA, but yeah, you're right. I don't know uh, T-Hawk or L. Lindemann, um, but hopefully they get over. Um, I think it'll be a fun match. They opened up uh, all in. And in my opinion, like the crowd was so fucking hot for that match. That was like a, a peak moment at all in. I mean, I, oh, I, I yeah. loved that first match. Uh, because uh, you were SCU. there. Yeah, I was yeah. there. And the crowd was so fucking hot. Yeah, I, I have SCU going over. Uh, same here. Um, it's it's SCU. They're, they're, their position is one of the top uh, factions in AEW. And uh, yeah, what do you think, Dick? I mean, uh, SCU, I think, will go over. But I think this will be a great debut for um, for the Stronghearts, for Seema, T-Hawk, and L. Lindemann, especially for those who've never seen them before. Um, there's going to be a lot of new eyeballs to these guys, and it'd be a great way to uh, for them to make an impact, not only in AEW, but also in the North American wrestling scene. So th- this would be a great match, but it's still nonetheless, uh, you can't go wrong with SCU winning. Yeah. Um, let's get to the other matches that are going to be on the undercard. Kip Sabin versus Sammy Guevara. I'm a big San- Sammy Guevara Me fan. Me too. Um, I, I've seen him in PWG. I've seen him at uh, Lucha Underground. Um, the kid's a star. Um, so I, I could see him uh, going over in this match. Agreed. Can't go wrong with uh, Sammy Guevara. Um, but I feel like, uh, the, like in the matches where there's a big name versus a not-so-big name, the match is going to elevate 
not only who goes over, but the person that is in the match as well. Th- these matches are going to exactly. be a great and storytelling. That's great what they're designed to do. Yes, absolutely. If you didn't know who these folks were beforehand, you are definitely going to know who they are after this weekend is over. That And that's what it's designed for. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. I'm so excited just talking about this right I'm now. I'm so hyped for you guys, man. <laughs> I, I wish I was going. I really do. They're going to have the 21-man Casino Battle Royale. The winner is going to get an AEW World Championship match against the winner of Chris Jericho or Kenny Omega. Um, there's, there's, looks like there's a lot of good heavy hitters in here. There's also about five names to be announced. So Wild card. Wild card, bitches! I think Michael Nakazawa is going to win this shit, dude. <laughs> um, you never, I mean, you never know, dude. You never know. Michael Nakazawa. Uh, but you got Sonny Kiss, Brandon Cutler. I, dude, it's crazy seeing Brandon Cutler. I, w- I was asking years ago, whatever happened to the Cutler brothers? And it's good to see uh, Brandon Cutler back. I used to see them in the Young Bucks at PWG like every month, basically. Um, Ace Romero, Glacier. They better have that entrance for him, dude. Yes. I'm, I'm excited to see Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus, uh, man. We see him all the time over at Bar Wrestling. He's probably wrestling right now. There's Bar Wrestling literally going on right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're missing that show. Uh, happy birthday, Remy, by the way. Oh, uh, hey, Remy. Happy birthday, dude. I know he listens to the show, so uh, definitely want to give a big shout out to our boy Remy out there. Hope you're having a great one. Um, also in this uh, 21-man battle royal, Brian Pillman Jr., Sunny Days, MJF, who my girlfriend is falling in love with, I feel like. Uh, Joey Janela, Dustin Thomas, Billy Gunn, Jimmy Havoc, Michael Nakazawa, Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy. God, kid can work. He's going to be a star. Isaiah Cassidy, Mark Queen, Luchasaurus, Sean Spears, and looks like four other names to be announced. I think one of them is going to be Hangman Page after the Pac uh, fiasco. I, I think the person to draw that final card, I mean, and it, it, we, were, we were talking about uh, Moxley. I think Moxley is going to be in this battle royal. That would He's going to be the final card. the house on fire if yeah. he was, yeah. I, I mean, to get people hyped, because that's going to be on TV, to get people hyped to go purchase the the pay-per-view, you got Moxley's debut. Imagine Moxley versus You can't go Kenny wrong with Omega. that. Oh. Or even, yeah. Oh, my God. We've seen him versus Chris we Jericho. We saw that against Chris Jericho, you're right. And um, that was... Not a very good match when they did it, but it's also a Dean Ambrose version. That's a Dean Ambrose. Yeah, it's, it's not, not Moxley. John Moxley. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I'm Scott. Every match is getting me so excited. Th- that promo uh, that was posted that he posted on his uh, on his social media got me so fucking oh, hyped, dude. Breaking out of a prison. Yeah. That's so, so good. So meta. Um. Yeah. So. Um. I think it's going to be one of the TBA names um, that's going to win this match. I don't know who it is, but I John Moxley I think is a great pick. Yeah, you, you can't go wrong with um, John Moxley or um, Hangman. I mean, um, Hangman was positioned in a very high-profile match against um, against Pac, but apparent, but of course that did not go through. It's on the AEW YouTube channel. The match, right? It was okay, but it, but. It, the real draw was going to be watching them live in Vegas. He got yeah. full gear ready, man. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's he's not going to be on this show. He said he he was on the late the latest being the elite saying that he's not going to be at the show, but there's no way he's not going to be there. I I would think Hangman, but I think the, Hangman's future is him 
being a champion in the long term. I feel like that the long term booking strategy is for Hangman to eventually become a main eventer. I think right now is too soon. Yep. I wouldn't go with Moxley on this one as well, but I would not be surprised if Hangman does win the Battle Royal. Yeah. Or Glacier? <laughs> uh, I love you, Glacier, oh, but Glacier. not yet. I just want to see him do that Sub-Zero like super kick that he used to do. Or, yeah. I just want to see the entrance. Really. I just want to see the entrance, too. <laughs> um, up next, we have Cody versus Dustin Rhodes. Uh, the end of the era, um, I think is what they're billing it as a uh, generational match. Um, Cody wants to, w- he hates the Attitude Era. That's what he's come out and said. Um, so he's fighting for the new generation or whatever. Um, I like Cody going over in this match. I think this yeah. is going to be a good, this is going to be the match that we should have got at WrestleMania that they wanted. Absolutely. Agreed. Yep. I, I think it'll be fun to, it, is Dustin is uh, Dustin Rhodes gonna use his old gimmick? Um, it looks like he's doing a Finn Balor gimmick. So maybe uh, what did I call? I forgot what I called him. Um, Balor Dust. Balor Dust. Balor yeah. Dust. yeah. Um, I unblock me, coward. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to uh, Dustin Rhodes. <laughs> Dustin has no problem putting his brother over. I think. No he, I think he will do that. He will do the honors, and. Dustin's approaching 50 years old. That's another thing. He's getting up there, but he he still looks just as good. He's as over he 50. He's over 50. He's he's got to be over 50. Wow. Um. He, he he's pushing 50 either way. Um. And he has no. I I don't see him having no problem putting his brother over. Uh. Cody for sure is gonna win this one. So I'm gonna go with Cody. All right. And then we have. Uh, I'll save the main event for a little bit later. Uh, best friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta versus Angelico and Jack Evans. Oh, my God. Another Bit. another show-stealing match, potentially. This is a sleeper right here. Agreed. Super yeah. sleeper. It's going to be fun. Um, do not man. fall asleep on Angelico. If you've never seen him live or never seen him at all, do not fall asleep on this guy because this guy is insane. Yeah. And Jack Evans, too. Jack Evans has been in the game for a Both long time, these guys. too. And um, I... I used to love seeing him. he was like the hip a white hip hop guy, um, yeah, wearing like a do rag. But the dude was insane. He's still insane. Um, I think I'm gonna give it to Angelico and Jack Evans on this one. I mean, I love Chucky e. T and Trent Beretta, but I mean, and they've been around for a while. So 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 have Angelico and Jack Evans. But Angelico's a new guy. I feel like compared to those three, yes, yes. Uh, so who do you, who do you pick? I, I'm I'm sweep it, man. I I'm going with Angelico and Jack Evans as yeah. well. Okay. Um, up next we have the six woman tag team match: Aja Kong, Yuka Sakazaki, and Emi Sakura versus Hakiro Shida, Riho Abi, and Ryo Mizumami. Ah, that was hard. Mizunami. Mizunami. The Miz. Ryo. <laughs> there you go. Mizunami. Uh, <laughs> Asia Khan. I, I don't uh, know any of these she's a, she's a, She's definitely a legend from um, from the 90s. Okay. Um, everyone else, I believe, is relatively new, I want to say. I don't know anyone in this match, so I'm going to give it up to the baby faces on this one. Which are the baby faces? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is... Um, I mean, aside from Asia Khan, I'm not familiar with any of the other women. And um, Double or Nothing is going to be a great platform for uh, for all six of them 
Uh, we will know who they are after this. They match. will know who we will know who they are after this match. So, I'm um, I'm looking forward to this match as well, uh, just for the fact to see what they can do and make an impact on on women's wrestling in the United States. Um, you can't go wrong with Japanese women in wrestling, dude. Um, they go all out. Dude. Gotta be stiff, fucking yes. hardcore, man. Yes. So, um, if I had to pick, I probably would pick. Uh, I probably go Asia Khan, uh, Sakazaki, and Sakura for the win. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm with you on that one. All right. I hope that's the babyface team. <laughs> uh, moving on, we have another women's match, a three-way match. Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, a.k.a. Nyla Jax, and Kylie Ray. Um, I don't know too much. I've, I've seen Britt Baker. I've s- I've she's a fun gimmick. Yes. She's actually a dentist, I think, right? Yes, she's yes. Yes. She's she is a licensed dentist. dentist. Um, I like Kylie Ray. I like Kylie Ray um, too. I I, I want to pick her for this match, and that's who I, my pick is. I think they're gonna give it to Nyla Rose just because of the, how historic it would be. I I don't know. She is the first transgendered woman in pro- well, not really in professional wrestling, but on a big platform like this. I did not know that. So, but yeah, I mean, I would not be surprised if she does come with the win. That would be huge. Um, yeah. at the same time though, I feel like the women's division is gonna be built around Britt Baker. Um, she has really all the intangibles to be a top, to be the top woman in AEW. Um, she's, she's, she's a dentist. Number one, uh, number two, she's, she's very good looking. Number three, she's actually, she can get down in the ring. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe she's also doing double duty as well. She's also kind of being like one of the trainers, uh, um, just in case of like, there's any dental problems and she's going to be like their, their, their dentist, which She's kind of getting paid the same price for that. She's, yeah. she's doing double work for the price of... Um, but if there's an actual emergency, you should still call 911. Yes. <laughs> uh, having said that, though. But, I mean, going to Britt Baker, I mean, how badass is that? Like, you're an actual dentist. You're Not a licensed for long. dentist. What do no, because she's going to be a household name. She's going to be a star in AEW. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She could fall back on that. That, that could be the that's plan that, B. And that's her plan B right there. Yeah. She's a licensed dentist, and she's doing professional wrestling full-time, dude. That's That's insane. Follow your dreams. Follow your dreams. Yeah, and the dentist was not dentistry was not even her dream. I I don't think it. It usually isn't. I feel like I don't. I don't think no, any you kids ever, ever seen anyone grow up like man. I can't wait to be a dentist. What do you want to be when you're when you grow up? A dentist. I I AKA I failed doctor. Sorry to <laughs> sorry to all the dentists that listen to this podcast. All zero of them. Sorry to bury all the dentists out there. There's a guy listening to a podcast while he's doing like oral surgery. Like man, fuck these guys. <laughs> I make I make more than all of them combined. <laughs> All right, and uh, the co-main event of the night, we have the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros, Pentagon Zero, and Phoenix for the AAA World Tag Team titles. The Young Bucks went to Mexico and took these belts from them. There's actually a really good hype uh, video package uh, at the end of the new Being the Elite episode, uh, which I would definitely, if you want to get hyped for this match, watch that. Um, And this one... I think the Lucha Bros are going to go over. I agree. I think they're going to go over as they're well. They're so good. They're going to recapture oh, the belts. These are literally the two best tag teams in the world. Yeah. I um, oh my God. The the match at uh at All In would have been a five star match if they'd gotten more time. Hopefully, they're going to get all the time that they need to just make this a classic. Yeah. That um, damn Joey Ryan penis thing <laughs> ate up all the time. That was fucking hilarious. Yeah, I'm oh glad yeah. they did it, but still, yeah, it did eat up way too much yeah, time. That was Undertaker time right there. It was. <laughs> Um, but they did have a match a few years ago at Battle of LA. I want to say it was 2016. 2016. 
And that was one of the best. Ma- it was definitely one of the best tag team matches that I've seen live. I remember. Um, I remember Nick. No, it was yeah, it was Nick doing um, doing the Meltzer Driver and running Meltzer Driver from inside the ring to the outside. That was insane. That was one of the most insane spots I've seen. And I feel like that they're gonna t- they're gonna they're gonna top that spot somehow. They're gonna top everything they've done because they want to prove to everyone that, the, like you said, these two are probably two of the best tag teams in the world. Outside of uh, you can make the argument for the, for the Usos, and I would say the Revival, but the way they've been booked, I can't say that now. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, two of the best tag teams in the world at the moment. Going the B t- you got to put the B team in there too. The Beta team, former uh, Raw Raw tag team champions. They were, yeah, and I mean, yeah, that's it. <laughs> and Shane's uh, bitches. Yes, the Putty Patrol now, basically. <laughs> um, who do you got, uh, Noah? Uh, yeah, I got the Lucha Bros going over. Um, God, uh, Penta it is so fantastic. Phoenix again. You know, these guys are one of my favorite tag teams, and they're obviously one of the best tag teams in the world. I think they're going to take back those titles. Um, it's literally four brothers fighting. Because they're Pentagon and Phoenix are legit brothers right, too, right? Um, so that adds like another wrinkle in it too. That's pretty dope. Um, all right, moving on. The main event: Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. Winner it gets a future AEW World Championship match. That's another thing I was going to ask you guys. Do you think we're going to get the big reveal of the title at Double or Nothing? <sighs> they teased t- it. They teased it on the uh, lead up to uh, Double or Nothing. Uh, I think I think maybe they'll unveil the the belt, but no I, winner. Yeah, but I, I, yeah, obviously. Well, no, of, of course they're not gonna have a winner. I think they'll unveil the belt, but I don't know. Like we were talking about this earlier in the podcast, I I don't know if they need to have a title match on the next couple of of pay per views. I think they can hold off until the very first episode of Tuesday Night Dynamite yes. and um and have that you know really draw for the first and, the very first. And, episode. and I feel like if you debut the belt right away at Double or Nothing then you're more inclined to have it to have that first match sooner rather than later. It's not necessary for them to debut the belt there. They can build it up down the road. Um, they got plenty of time to do that. Um, I they don't need to blow everything on this show. Like um, they they can they can hold that off till later. Yeah. Well, the road to double or nothing that I just watched, the new one, they teased the belt um on the show like you got oh, to wow, see a okay. little corner of it and it kind of looked like the belt that they got for the um what's it called the all in it looked like an icy title the all yeah. in belt oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it kind of looked like that so maybe that was like a swerve uh we'll see uh but i'm just noticing this now the only belt on the line is the triple a tag team titles in this whole show yes uh, they don't need it. They, crazy. They, yeah. they have built this show on the talent and not on the prestige of the of the championships yet. And you know, the yeah. proposed championships. Going back to being the elite, I'm I'm such a mark. They uh they someone they do like a mailbag segment now and someone asks like how many belts are you guys gonna have? And uh Nick was actually like, you know what, we want our belts to mean something. We're probably not gonna have that many belts. That's a great answer. I think they just need a mid card. A world and a tag team title and, and a women's title, yep. and that that's it. That's it. For at most, well, they they don't I don't they don't have the numbers yet, the talent numbers to, to have that many that many belts, and I think that's perfect. I don't think you need any more than you that. You don't need fourteen, that's for sure. 
No, 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 <laughs> no. Goddamn no, right. No, they don't. All right, so let's talk about this main event. Um, I don't know who's going to win this match. I really don't. You know, logic would dictate, look, they Kev, Kenny Omega is their biggest star. Yes. Their biggest single star. Um, but I can see Chris Jericho going over being the inaugural champion and then having Kenny Omega chase. Because there is always more money in the chase for the baby face, Absolutely. in my humble opinion. Yeah. And, and on top of that, um, if you're going to do that, you want Chris Jericho to get his win back. Because um, if you remember from last year, Kenny Omega did beat Chris Jericho at the Tokyo Dome. Yes. I think it's only fair for Jericho to get his win back. Um, he he can, can be their biggest heel in the company. He can be easily be the biggest heel. Um, but it would be harder for him to be their big heel if he's already 0-2 against Kenny. Exactly. Um, yeah. I would like to... Yeah. That's just good storytelling right there. Has... Has Jericho won outside of WWE yet? He won oh, with the, the Intercontinental title. Oh, he won, oh, oh that's he right. That's right. That's title right. From I yeah. forgot. That's right. But that, I think aside from that, that was his only win in New Japan. But he's still Chris Jericho. He's still Chris. He doesn't need to win at this point. When he was in New Japan, he didn't need to win. Um, but he, I agree here. He needs to in win. In this situation, though, this is, an, this is a different scenario in that he is one of the top stars in um, AEW. And in order for him to be a top star, he needs to beat Kenny Omega. And like you said, the, the chase is worth more. So I would. When, when you were watching Raw when you were a kid, I mean, could you have imagined Chris Jericho still being this high up in the game at what? For, he's 48 now? He's 48, yeah. Um, no. Um, yeah. You guys don't last this long in wrestling. Um, he's been wrestling since the 90s or early 90s. Early 90s. Maybe even late 80s. I mean, if you think about it, um, like Hogan... Maybe like 91, 90? Yeah. If you think about it, um, when Hogan went to WCW, he was in his early... He was in his 40s. And um, throughout that time, the NWO was... Um, when it was at its peak, Hogan was in his mid to late 40s. So he, he's been around for for a long time. Flair the same way. Um, some of these guys, I mean, they can be around for 20 plus years. If, you're, if you know how to use your talent and you know what to do to get yourself over, you, Hit. you can definitely last a good while. Jericho's debut match uh, was October second, nineteen ninety. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That's almost thirty years. Yep. Ooh, oh man, who was his debut match against? I, I know Lance Storm. Lance Storm, yes. Yep. Um, Lance Storm's another guy that's just churning out superstars. Um, and he's I think he's AEW, right? Probably as a trainer. If yeah, I, as a trainer. Yeah, as not, a trainer. Not as a, not as a wrestler. Maybe, maybe as an agent, perhaps. Um. Oh. But, but going back to Lance Storm, though, I mean, you talk about someone who has been criminally underutilized. Oh, for sure. It's the flat top. It's the flat top. It's the flat top. It's, <laughs> it's the flat top and the fact that he he does have kind of a boring, dull, yet serious gimmick. It didn't help that when he debuted in WWE. I don't know if it was a rib by Stone Cold or I'm not not so much by Stone Cold, but maybe by the writers seeing like, oh, you can't get this guy over. This guy looks boring as shit. And once they chant boring to him, he was dead in the water. Ugh, that sucks. Yeah. Um. So we, we're all going Jericho on this one? Is it Jericho? Yeah. yeah. I could see Kenny winning because I've been watching, you know, the YouTube channels. And it looks like Jericho is going to be feuding with Cody soon because, you know, Jericho has been – saying you know i without me this company is nothing him and him and uh cody had a big confrontation on the road to double or nothing where he yeah. actually uh beat up 
one of the executives, the the guy that always eats the apple in the videos. <laughs> yeah. He right. beat him up with a cane and then took his apple, took a bite and went, hmm, pretty good. And then he walked out whistling like like. <laughs> um, so I could see that that happening. Um, but uh, that, that one's gonna, it's going to be a tough one. It, to call. It's a pick em. It's It really is a pick em. It's the debut show. There's not really much to go off of other That's than true. the YouTube channels to, for storylines. Uh, but I'm excited. I think WWE is shaking in their Clearly. boots at this. Yep. And you can see in their actions. I mean, de- debuting a new belt this week, all of their actions. I mean, they're clearly scared of AEW. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think that's going to be, uh, you know, if I was them, I wouldn't even I wouldn't be doing business any differently if I was them. But, you know, I mean, they're, they're, they they're, have they're, way more talent yeah. than AEW. Yep. Uh, the problem is the booking. And it's right. Absolutely not fun for us. So I think in spite of WWE, they're going to thrive. And I think that they are going to really take a lot of the light of the fans that are like us that want to watch a good product that aren't kids or casuals. They're going to get the hardcore fans and we spend money, boy. Oh, yes, we do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You guys got anything else before we get out of here? I'm just looking forward to this weekend, um, not just for AEW, but also um, Punk Rock Bowling as well. This is going to be a huge weekend in Vegas. There's going to be a lot of shit going on. I oh, can't yeah, it's wait. Memorial Day weekend also. That too uh, as well. We forgot to mention it's that. It's going to be so crazy. Dude. It's going to be fun, dude. I've been to Vegas in almost two years, dude, and um, I'm looking forward to this trip. Um, I'm just looking forward to just enjoying the time off and enjoying myself. God, uh, I, it's I been a while. I haven't been to Vegas in like two weeks. Oh, yeah, you were just there, huh? You were just yeah. there, huh? Did, did yeah. they have, like, stuff up for... There were bil- billboards. I saw billboards oh, all over the place. I And there was a magazine. Well, the coolest thing, there was a this... A porno magazine. It was a free. Sure. It was a free magazine. Uh-huh. It was like one a CNR or someone uh, was uh, slapping their hand. Like yeah, they were slapping... Right, exactly. They were slapping a magazine <laughs> at me. Um, and it was, the whole front page was just dedicated to wrestling. Um, like the town, like wow. th- here's the thing about Vegas, you know, they don't get a ton of sports now. The, obviously the Vegas Golden Knights are huge yep. in Vegas. So when something like this comes to town, yes. the whole town gets behind it. And it seems like the whole town of Vegas has embraced AEW and is excited about this event. So cool. You know, the Raiders are going to just take over the town. Too. Yeah. Yeah. When that uh, happens. Yeah. It, it's going to be too, really too bad though. Cause you know. Most of their fans aren't going to be able to go to games. Hey, oh, well, they're all because you prison. can't you can't leave the state of California if you're on parole. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh, that's great. Hey, dog, uh, I got an ankle bracelet on me. I can't make it. <laughs> Don't fuck us up, fool. We're just kidding. Uh, that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Uh, we're going to have a blast and out. We're probably going to record a bonus episode while we're out there. Instant reactions. I uh, want to thank you guys for downloading, subscribing, telling your friends, telling your neighbors, telling your friends' neighbors. Uh, telling your mom. You got anything to plug before we uh, get out of here? Yeah, you can follow me at Sunpuck on Instagram. And you can also follow my band, oh, yeah. The Please Cryptids. Do. At the Cryptids Band LA, we are uh, producing pretty good rock and roll music. We're going to have a bunch of shows coming up. Um, yeah, just played LA. Um, we just played the Mint. Yeah. yeah. The, the historic nice. Mint, man. I want to play there one day. Um, that's so cool. Um, and I need to go to one of your next shows. Um, you got it, man. Come, come on out. We Most of the shows that we're playing are free right now. I mean, that, that Mint show... Uh, was was a, a, a twelve dollar show, but hey, to see great rock and roll yeah. music, if I do say so myself, um, that's really not that that much to pay. 
for support a ticket. local bands, support local comedy, support local wrestling. I say. And with that said, we will see you guys next week. We are the new, 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 new world order of professional podcasting, and we will see you next week. All right. <laughs>